I uh, enjoy podcasting. It is my life. How many marshmallows do you have in your house right now? You ever do Mad Dog 2020? Women talk to dumb people every day, Jared. Yeah, maybe they can fix that in editing. Hello. I don't know if genius means what you think it means. Searching, Searching for, for Rick. Rick. Okay, Searching for Rick, coming at you live. Oh, we're back. In person, episode 13. The Phantom Menace. We're going to make it our lucky number 13. Yes, our lucky number 13. This is where we're going to hit our peak, not peak. This is where we're going to hit our launching pad. Yeah, yeah, you don't want us to peak now. No, God, no. acts like it's all downhill from here. Yes, this is where we are going to have more people listening to us than ever before at this point. We've only just begun. To live white lace and promises. Oh, more of that. More of that for sure. I'm telling you, y'all better get on this Karen Carpenter train. Um, That's amazing. All right, well, let's jump in. We don't have a lot for fact-checking on the last <laughs> You don't have anything I'm to go check ahead and tell for. you. Um, we You're came supposed to check for about so John Quincy Adams. I do yeah, so that. we were going to check on whether or not John Quincy Adams served as vice president after his presidency. Right. Um, so he was in the Senate before. He was also ambassador to Russia, which is interesting. Hmm. Um uh, but no, I can't find anywhere that says that he was a vice president following his presidency in okay. 1825. I so, know that I know that he was a congressman after his presidency, so I just figured maybe he was also pegged to be his be someone's vice president because there were so few guys who were around back then who were eligible for high office, so. So the interesting part is, too, is can a president run for vice president after being a two-term president? And it's a little gray. I don't think anybody's ever really tried. It says and this is has to do with the 12th Amendment. Some argue that, well, it says 12th Amendment. And it says, yeah, some argue that the 22nd Amendment and the 12th Amendment bar any two-term president from later serving as vice president, as well as from succeeding the succeeding to the presidency, excuse me, from any point in the presidential line of succession. Mm. So that's a little confusing. Um, and then I it says if the vice president dies, resigns, or becomes president, which I don't see, this makes no sense because they couldn't go on president if the president was there. It says the president can appoint a new vice president, which makes sense, the vice president. Da, 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 and they just have to be confirmed by the majority of House and Senate. This has only happened twice. Anyway, hmm. so uh, this came out of a sidebar conversation we were having about, like, could Joe Biden pick Barack Obama to be his running mate? for this um, election because everybody feels like, well, that'll just make him a shoe-in. That'll make it easy, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's true, right? Can't you pick? Well, so. it, another article um, that came out in July 20, 
20, just from a, a DC news station, um, says no, the 22nd Amendment restricts a candidate from being elected to the president for to the presidency, meaning in any level for more than two terms. Anyway, somebody could challenge it because it's not completely clear, but I just don't know that anybody wants to take that step back. It so. is interesting how many articles there are about like can Biden. <laughs> Everybody's looking for this like glimmer of hope. Can Biden get Obama into his oh, cabinet somehow? Like, there's all these hopefully. like articles. MSN did one. Talkelections.org so did one. USA.gov did one. Anyway, that's kind of funny. Um, yeah, people people don't know if he's going to pull it by himself. So they really want Obama to. Well, Obama's endorsed him. But yeah, we he have... has. Endorsement is one thing, but it's another thing to... We have Kamala now. Kamala. 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 I mean, I guess, yeah. You can... Kamala, 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 Kamala. Kamala. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so who are we searching for today, Jarrett? Oh, we're doing the search? I completely You forgot. are. Is it my turn? Shoot. Is this a joke? This is a joke. Oh, <laughs> see, we're so used to him not pulling it together here. I'm, they're so used to me not no, having my shit together, but guys, look. that I actually have my shit together today. That's <laughs> <laughs> very exciting. <laughs> so but today, is that my laugh? Was that supposed to be my laugh? That's my laugh. Oh, uh, okay. I, I do you have a laugh? Oh no, that's not my laugh. Not at all. That was no. me, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's me. No. So if you hear that ever during the show, uh, that's me being sarcastic, sassy, sassy. sassy. Today, guys, to get to today, to gay. <laughs> a little slip there. I know, a little Freudian slip. Uh-huh. We are searching for Mr. Jonathan K. Kwan. I'm pretty sure it's K. Kwan. I don't think it's K. Kwan. Uh, but Jonathan K. Kwan is what I'm going to say is his name. And who do you ask is Jonathan K. Kwan? Who? Who? Exactly. That's just that's what you're supposed to be asking. So a lot of people thought that Jonathan K. Kwan ended up being the guy who plays Glenn Ree on The Walking Dead. Did a lot of people think that? That's an actual thing. <laughs> people thought that for the I don't say the longest time, but there was some speculation that the guy who plays Glenn Ree also known as Steven Yoon, uh, that's his real name, uh, was the we... same kid who played, in, well, I gotta say, I guess I should say who Jonathan K. Kwan is. Yeah, say so. who he is. So Jonathan K. Kwan is uh, another, star from, another star from obscurity. You may, be, may remember him as the kid from uh, two popular movies, two popular movies, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and he was in the Goonies. Pretty Who much played the same. Who was he in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Pretty much played the same character in both movies. Oh, but, interesting. Um, in Indiana Jones, he played Short Round, who is uh, Indiana Jones's um, faithful sidekick. He's kind of like a Chinese Korean type kid. Hold on, um, hold on, Dr. Jones. Hold on to your potatoes. Oh no, Dr. Jones. No more parachutes. This is so horrible. That's not how he really spoke. That's how that's the exactly movies, how he sounds. It really. Oh, you mean in real life? You mean? Yes. Oh, in the movie, no. you know what I mean. Was the director like, 
here's an Asian American child named it was a different Jonathan. Time, different time. And we're going to make you have a yeah. really. So I thought he was born in like an, well, he was born in an Asian country. I thought he was from an actual, like raised in an actual Asian country. He's country. like in LA. Or- but he was, con- he's considered an, an American actor. Yeah. He was born in Ho Chi Minh City, which is in Vietnam. Okay, so he's Vietnamese. Yeah, but after that, um, he was forced, he and his family, rather, were forced to leave the country when the Army of the Republic of Vietnam was defeated during the fall of Saigon. And his family was selected from for political asylum and then immigrated to the United States. Okay, so where did he grow up? In the United States. In the United States. Got it. <laughs> Yeah, he definitely grew up here. Clear, right. Okay. And somewhere in the continental United States is where he grew up. Yeah. I mean, who cares? Details. Who cares where he grew up, you know? We're talking about where he's going. That's that's what matters the most. Oh, okay. Okay. So um, as I pull up his personal life on Wikipedia. Type, type, to type, type. It doesn't even say where he grew up, though. That's the problem. Oh, well, maybe it, he wants to. Oh, California. Coast. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. I bet he was Alhambra, on the West Coast. Alhambra, California. Okay. Okay, so he grew up in Southern California like everybody else. <laughs> um, and uh, he was most notable for two, pop- like I said, for two extremely popular movies in the 80s. Um, he played the character of Short Round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, as we already talked about. And he played the uh, the role of Data or Data um, in the 1985 hit The Goonies. So if you remember The Goonies like I do, The Goonies is one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know if you What is the favorite about The Goonies? Can we talk about this? Because there was all this Goonies it's folklore. Kids. We did, I didn't watch it as a child. I watched it when I was a little older. Because so weird. I know it's, I'm so weird. You're such a weirdo. And um, then I watched it and I was like, I don't get it. How do you not get it though? It's it's a cute story. I can't make you. No, I get no, into it's it. You either like it or you don't. Sacrilege. It is sacrilege to talk. And about I know, I'm embarrassed. I'm even saying it. I think it was probably the age that I watched it. I was past treasure hunting. Eighty five. You were. You weren't even. No, I'm saying I didn't watch it when it oh, came when you out. I didn't watch it. it. I don't know what year, but it was many years later. Yeah. I don't think and I. So, I don't think I watched it in movies in the movie theater. Maybe I did watch it in movie theaters too. I don't remember. 85, you were what, 15? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's a hoot. (laughs) I was five. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But I still saw other movies in movie theaters at 85. I distinctly remember seeing like Transformers in 85. So I'm pretty sure that I also saw uh Goonies. I'm I'm fairly certain I saw it in, in theaters. I mean at five years old, that's something else to go to a movie theater and see a movie like this. But I mean, you know, I went and I saw it. And so, it so he was in those he was you those know, were like his main two child movies. Child actor. Yeah. And then he, he uh he mainly that was really it as far as his claim to fame was he was this child actor um in these two huge movies and then he's done a couple of appearances and a couple of uh shows here and there i don't know if you remember the show head of the class yeah remember yeah so he was in the fifth season of that show which i think what was, was that the a final spinoff season. i don't know was if it, it was head a of the class of... it wasn't a spinoff of anything i don't think or did it have a spinoff off it there was something i thought with that maybe not okay carry on saved by the bill no i'm just kidding. no gosh uh 
Yeah, head of the class was about a school. It was a teacher. I don't remember his name. It was the guy from WKRP in Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. I remember that show. So the guy who was the star of that show went on to star in head of the class. Okay. Which is basically like, it was like Welcome Back, Cotter. It was a teacher and his kids okay. in a classroom. And the kids were basically, kids were basically the main focal point of the um, show. So he, but he wasn't a regular on that. Yeah, so he, oh, was, he was in the okay. fifth season. He joined as a regular cast member. Okay, Jasper Kwong. Okay, and uh, but you know the sitcom canceled shortly after that. Oh, okay. It was so the fifth season that he came in. Yeah, that. so yeah. he wasn't in there very long. Um. So yeah, I mean, I remember the show very well. I don't remember any, any of the students, but I didn't also didn't know that he was on the show too. Like I, I just didn't pay attention like that. Right. I remember him on on, on an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Which I couldn't find in any of his in any of my back searching for him, um, but I distinctly remember distinctly remember an episode of Tales from the Crypt, and he was in that episode as well. So um, he was still kind of that same Asian stereotype kid who um, I don't remember the story in Tales from the Crypt, but yeah, he was in that, and he was very similar to the other characters he's played in other movies. Okay, so he's like kind of a. But that's so funny you say that because we talked, I mean, um, I read an interesting article about stereotypes and and how um, we were talking, I was talking, telling you earlier that people thought that the guy that plays Glenn Ree on um, Walking Dead was the same same guy and it's not. It's uh, the guy that plays Glenn Ree is Steven Yeun. But he was telling, I was reading an article um, about from um, IndieWire. About how Glenn, about how um, when they were casting Glenn or when they were trying to figure out the character of Glenn, they were thinking very much so like Asian stereotype. And so they, what came to mind when they were casting Glenn and finding someone to fill that character was the character of Short Round in Indiana Jones and the Oh, so Doom. he actually was an inspiration for the casting. So he actually was an inspiration for for picking who he was. Like, Short Round, the guy, well, Jonathan K. Kwan, rather, was an inspiration in picking Glenn, uh, and, and picking uh, Stephen Yoon to play Glenn Ree right. on The Walking Dead, which ah, is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's nice to know that you're not an icon, but people look to you for inspiration i guess when they want a character specific character and i don't know if it's racist now to pick that kind of character but it's also interesting he was the right age why wouldn't you just cast him uh yeah you could have just found jonathan k kwan and just had him play glenn yeah although maybe he doesn't act anymore do tell where well maybe he is a little older he is 48 now okay so maybe he was too mature for the yeah role. so he might have been too old to play the role yeah um and it doesn't you know it doesn't really say where he's been between um his younger roles and now he's he's a stunt coordinator um he learned taekwondo uh in his younger years probably from doing some of those other movies that he was in like in indiana jones or whatever um, under Philip Tan, actually, he did learn Taekwondo while um, filming Indiana Jones, and so he learned those martial arts and kept it, you know, and kept them in his head or whatever. And nowadays, he is a stunt coordinator, like I said. Oh, so and he's still in the industry. Some of his credits include the movie X Men, which came out in two thousand, I think. So it's been a while for that movie. And there was another movie, The One, which I think starred Jet Li. And um, so he's a stunt coordinator, not a stunt person, not a stunt man, but a stunt or coordinator. woman 
or woman, amen. Uh, uh, stunt coordinator is the person who coordinates, you know, the entire he scene. He plans the whole thing, yeah. You know, like he rolls out here and then this person kicks him in the face and then he blocks it. And he. Do you think they may, I mean, I guess it's just like anything else, like how prestigious you are is how much money you make and whatever, how much you're sought after. But like off this X-Men. That's a pretty big movie. Yeah. So you're going to have a pretty nice budget for a stunt coordinator. But that's the only movie I think he's really But that's done. all he's done. How's he feeding himself? I mean, I guess he does stunt coordination for other stuff. It's just maybe not as... Big? Big, maybe? I don't know. And I guess he still gets paid for uh, Goonie and Indiana Jones replays. I mean, I don't know how Yeah, if that, that was in his contract, right? Yeah. But um, he was, you know, in 2019, in September of 2019, he was in a Netflix film, Finding Ohana. Okay. Um, which was a movie, uh, of course, set in Hawaii. So he played uh, a cast member and he was a cast member in one of those. I mean, in, in that movie particularly. I don't know what the movie was about. It sounds kind of boring, but... Um, <laughs> It's on Netflix, so I guess we can we can go find it for ourselves and enjoy Jonathan, current Jonathan, um, in that movie, Finding Ohana. But just not a lot out there about Jonathan, huh? No, no, no. Um, he The last movie he filmed before this last 2019 film was a 2002 film uh, called Second Time Around. Um and he, yeah, so that was the last actual film he was in until 2019. So he didn't actually star in a movie or or act in a movie for a long time. I wonder if, you know, for being part of some really big films, which I would assume, I don't know if Goonies hit immediately. Like when it came out, was it really popular? Or is it one of those, again, that gains popularity throughout over, over the years? Um, but I would assume like Indiana Jones, because it was the series which was temple of doom where was that in the it series was the second one it was the second one yeah um it already had traction so you would assume sure. that was probably a pretty a fairly a for the time fairly big movie. big movie i want to say goonies was a big movie it too. seems yeah. odd to me that like you would have two really bankable movies under your belt maybe he didn't want to work maybe he was like i just want to go back to school or something but it seems yeah. like you most kids that were part of any big franchises like that would have gone on to continue their career even if it was in b movies if you're a recognizable face you're recognizable yeah and he did go on to school and you know get a degree or whatever oh he did okay yeah um but still he is not i mean you know that's not what we care about at all no, is there any gossip about him? I I, I try to pull an Alice and look for oh, like that's what we need. Did he go to jail? Did he, um, you know, get in trouble with the law at least and get pulled over for at least you know being drunk in public or whatever? Nothing. Huh? He is a saint, and I'm kind of happy about that. I told you just before. I like that we don't find everybody in these situations, but I mean, nonetheless, he was. He is not. One of those people that is just, you know, looking for trouble. Uh, well, he was adorable when he was younger. Oh, man. Um, I thought every Asian kid looked like him. <laughs> did. Uh, so, obviously, you know, they pulled him in there and then 
maybe there just weren't any roles. Yeah, I'm sure he got stereotyped and typecast yeah, after a while. And just, and he was like, like, I don't want to be the little Asian kid with that accent. And um, don't worry about that, Jones. Hold on to your potatoes. Like, I'm sure you get tired of doing that. <laughs> Is that a quote? That, okay, Dr. Jones, hold on to your potatoes is definitely- Okay, I have heard that before. Temple okay. of Doom, yes. That was what I was saying. He so was only know, in that movie, though. I wish he had, like, shown up in another Indiana Jones film. The only Indiana Jones movie I'm familiar with is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Which is a good one, too. Um, I That's what Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah, I like the second one better. I don't know why. It's set in India. Even though the kid is from, uh, yes, yeah, he's Chinese. supposed to be a local. Well, this is movie starts in China, in... starts in Hong Kong, okay, or Shanghai. So I, he's I supposed to be Chinese. So he's supposed to be Chinese, I think. And so that's where we meet. Short round is when Indiana Jones gets in trouble. What is in this name? Hong Kong. What is it? A nickname? Short round. It's a nickname, and it's so funny. I didn't go look it up, but they on Google there was an option of. Why did Indiana Jones call him short round? And I just skipped it. I was like, we don't care about that. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Why do you care about that? Again, I just like to ask you questions that you don't Uh, understand. Um, Why would you ask such a silly question? I'm not the only one. It's in Google already. It is in Google. That's what I'm learning. And there's probably articles. Why does Indiana Jones call him short round? Yeah. Actor K. Hui Kwan, which I think was his original name when he was born in. Yeah, he they gave him an uh, American Vietnam. name when he moved yes. over. Uh, he portrayed short round Indiana Jones in Temple of Doom, like Indiana Jones and Willie Scott. The character is named after a pet dog. Short round was in was the dog of the film's writer, of the film's writers Gloria Katz and Willard Hook. They named his character after hey. a dog. Well, that's what Indiana Jones' name was named after a character. I mean, it was named after a dog, too. I didn't know Willie was named after a dog, too, as well. Wow. Okay. But, like, they mentioned in, like, the third Indiana Jones in in, uh, Last Crusade that they named the dog Indiana. So uh, I did hear that before. I didn't know that Short Round was the dog. And it was a dog as well. Or Willie, even. Willie Scott, the lady, uh, Kate Capshaw's character. Um. They were all just animal things. Name after pet dog. dog. Oh, okay. After a pet. Yeah. Interesting. Who knew? Where there you go. So they never mentioned that in the movie though. They just call him short round. Right. Which is not Asian. So I'm wondering where the name came from, but you know. So with the the rest of the how many kids were in the Goonies? What was the how many kids were there? Jesus, there were a lot of them. We're gonna start with Chunk because it's the most popular. You have Chunk, you have Sean Aston's character. You have Josh Brolin's character, Corey Feldman's character. Right. You have Jonathan K. Kwan's character. Those are the five boys. And then there was And then there were two, two girls. girls, I believe. So let's Car- it's saying Carrie Green and Martha Plimpton. Uh, Martha. Plimpton. I bet Plimpton. you I know which one was Martha. Um Okay, so what's interesting about this is almost everybody in the cast, I don't know what Chunk did again. He he went on to become a lawyer. Okay. But you've got three people that went on as child stars and then two of which succeeded as adult stars. Like Sean Astin and Josh Brolin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that, I don't know if that was their all of their first movie. We're not researching them, but like mm, they may have done some s- small roles, but it was definitely they a big film. They were super young when they Yeah, did but it movies. was definitely some big fil- a big film for them. Mm-hmm. And again, it's wild that our friend Jonathan just got... Well, most of those kids, like I feel like... Part of most of that cast is of those kids. They didn't go on to any like 
popularity or anything. Like those two, you know, John, uh, Sean Astin and Josh Brolin. Yes, for sure. Corey but. Feldman was pretty big in the eighties. <sighs> oh, Corey Jared Feldman has some argu- feelings about no, no, no. Corey. He's, he's argumentative as as being famous. I mean, yes, in his wasn't he in some other stuff? Yeah, Lost Boys and. Um, I mean, I get who he is as an adult, and he did like he's. I'm maybe think. He's, he was but there was movies. another Corey that he, Corey Haim. Yeah, he was in Lost Boys. They're like on the same R.I.P. kind of level as far as like yeah what they feel like their fame was. Yeah, versus what it. But I just I feel like they you know they uh, maybe Corey Feldman did another movie. I want to say he was in License to Drive too, but yeah, he Gremlins. was in a, Oh, he was in Gremlins. Stand by Me, which was huge. He was in Stand by Me. Um, but yeah, it was um he was, he was in, in a Lost bunch Boys of with kids Corey Haim. Yeah, Corey Haim. Yeah. Um, and they became known as the two Corys. So I think mm-hmm. that, yeah, License to Drive, Dream a Little Dream. So he was in oh, a bunch of stuff. Drive. And it was just that time in, like, L.A. They were palling around together. It was kind of this group, right? Yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry, I don't want to get off Jonathan, but, like, it's interesting to me that you're kind of around all of this. There's clearly stuff going. And you don't. Why weren't you on that train? I mean, you know. It seems um, unfortunate. That you missed the, you know, the ride didn't pick you up or whatever. Yeah, but, um, the other, there was a character in the Goonies that I did not, that scared me, and that was the mama. Oh, you mean the, the actress? The villain. The, yeah, the yeah, villain. yeah. Yeah, she was. Was she also the mama on Throw Mama from the Train? Same mama. And she's kind of the same character. She's the same. You can have a land, you can have a Yeah. She's very much so that drunk. And do you think that um, she just talks like that? And I bet like, you that's how she talks in real life. Um, well, she's dead now, but I'm sure that's how she's... Like, like what else could she have been in besides that character? I mean, I feel like she was in a few things. I feel like she was in something else. Um, um, yeah, Throw Mama from the Train. Anyway, yeah, it just seems like she did that so well. It was her. Yes. <laughs> For sure. I'm sure she was in all kinds of things, but yeah. She yeah, was. I'm sure she was, but I mean, you know, and that's the thing about acting is you know you get fit for you get cast for the role that you yeah you know fit best for or whatever so so did you know the name jonathan kaekwon or were you I like i didn't i just knew who he was that guy that was yes. in the goonies that that's, we haven't ever seen again. that's what i asked okay. where was where's the guy from that played data and played um um short round, short round and then i found that out he uh yeah, but I had to go look up those names before I looked up what his real name was, and they—that's when I found out his real name was John. So he's Kwan. still living in California. Mm-hmm. He's a stunt coordinator. If anyone's looking, now hiring stunt coordinator. And um, so not a whole bunch of exciting stuff. No, I mean I wish there was a little bit more. Uh, like I feel like uh, Tr- Terrence Trent Darby was a little more. Um, well, salacious. he changed his name. He killed his first he name. He killed his first self. That was he became a, lot a new going self. On. There was a lot going on. Yeah, with him. you just and I think it's the yeah, he 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 brought a lot to the three names, whereas Jonathan K. Kwan probably should have dropped the K at some point. Exactly. I don't know that you need to keep that around. I like Jonathan Kwan. I mean, but I guess you want to kind of Or you could just be K. Kwan. Or K. Kwan, you I think. Shouldn't have had you could have kept you could have dropped the Jonathan. You didn't need an American name. You know, uh, that America is going to make sure you have an American name, though. Well, white you American should, name. No, even more so. Judy. Come on now. <laughs> Karen. Um, 
All right. Well, that was it on John thing. JKK. JKK is a wrap. Um, I wish there was more guys, but you know, I know you guys are just sitting there listening. What's next? Who else? What else? Tell me more about Jonathan K. Quan. But yeah, he's he he's kind of stayed silent and done his thing. And like I figure, like you know, if you leave that if you lead that kind of life, then you're probably happy. So let's just say he's happy. That's fair. Okay, yeah. we'll leave him at that. We will leave him at that. We could talk about. Oh, I watched Still Magnolias. I couldn't talk about that. You watched Still Magnolias. Yes. Um, what did you think? For those of you who didn't listen in the beginning, I had been pressuring him to watch Still Magnolias. And I finally watched it. It was free on Prime Video. Right. Or it's free right now, probably for the month. Also, known you already pay for it, but yeah. Yeah. Slash. <laughs> Amazon got you one slash, way or another. Exactly. There's no such thing as anything free. Exactly. So I've been trying to find it on like streaming platforms and couldn't, you know, to no avail. And um, I even tried to pirate it at one point and I couldn't, you know, it wouldn't let me. Like it wasn't. No one, no one's out there streaming. The only person out there trying to pirate still Magnolia. It's me, yeah. And so they weren't, they didn't, they weren't having that. So it, it wasn't available. So it's now available on Prime Video. Um, I don't know how long it's out there, but I caught it and I'm like, oh shit, I've got to watch this now because Alice has told me before a million times to watch Steel Magnolias. And so I watched it, and it is literally one of, probably one of the best movies I've ever seen. <gasps> Is it really? It's that makes it's me very so well, happy. Well, that it, when I said when I look at the cast, were you surprised? The overall acting, yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised at the cast first of all because you didn't tell me every single person. Oh yeah, was it's in a it. good, it's legit. And when I found out that Shirley MacLaine was in the movie too, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm done. This She's is the best. This is just among the best movies. Tom Skerritt is in it. Tom Skerritt, Page. Paige is a friend of mine. Oh, okay. Tom Skerritt is in this movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's a lot of just people that popped up, and I was like, oh. Did you cry? I know if I had tear ducts, you know, like if I, if, I, if I legitimately had tear right. ducts attached to my Right, if you could cry heart, still, what do you think you would? I probably would have cried. I mean, of course, I would have cried when, I'm not going to spoil it for people, but. There are points. If you don't know how still Magnolia goes. Some people don't, though. That's what I'm saying. I have a feeling that I'm not the only person who did not grow up watching this movie. Okay. Because if it's such an emotional movie, I feel like some people avoided it and chose action movies or Don't you feel like there's so many good sound bites from it too? The Southern accents in that movie are just the absolute best. Yeah. Like hearing Sally Field do a Southern accent is just... And, and Julie Roberts. She, she does a good job, too. And doesn't it always feel impressed? And I know Dolly Parton's been in several movies. Yeah, she's wonderful. But she always is just so good. Like, she's you, wonderful. Like, you feel like she is just an actress, right? Dolly but Parton like, is good at everything oh, she does. She is amazing. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Dolly Parton, because she's also uh, said something recently about Black Lives Mattering. She did. Like, she came out and said, you know, yeah, somebody Of course that likes Black them, Lives Matter. And yeah. Who's the thing that, you know... If you think my if your little white ass matters more than yeah. uh, uh, more than black people, that's not that's just not true. Or whatever she said. Yeah. But it was just the most you know. Thank you for making sense, Dolly Parton, as you always do. I love. I've always loved Dolly Parton, just like as a person, as an actress, and as an as a musician. Like I've always respected Dolly Parton. And yeah, she's she's and after watching Still Magnolias, even more so, even she more. catches 
my attention and my fancy every single time. I'm a fan. Yeah. I love that you love Still Magnolia. It's always it's a good movie. That I was worried that you were. I'm. I hate. I'm. Well, I'm, I'm kind of. I'm glad I watched it now. In my adult life, but I hate. I missed it growing up more so because it's just like, oh, why did it's you take so long for you one. to watch this? It's just sad. It's a real tearjerker, and tearjerkers don't happen anymore, really, in movies. It's not really a big thing nowadays. I don't know about that. I feel like I cry a lot when I watch movies, so I avoid watching movies oh, a lot. I don't. So well, I, yeah. I, I was be, gonna say you. Are, I could be talking, talking out of my I'm ass about that. Pretty void of emotion. You're super void of emotion. Completely. So yeah, um, they're not tear jerkers for you. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't have anything from IG, I'm gonna ask. We're gonna ask a um, like a dinner party question. Oh, okay. So what? What was your favorite all time favorite? toy growing up i always wanted a teddy ruxpin we had one and i don't remember i feel like it was like santa brought it and we all had to share it rich people always rich girl really our our parents weren't paying for cable tv rich boy that's because you were too busy buying teddy (laughs) ruxpin but if you think about it i think you had a tape you had to put in the back so you play and then you had to rewind them yeah or you you could could buy there was others tapes and books the best was to put just a tape like i had a barbie tape that oh yeah went, you could put any I tape put in a barbie there. tape in there and the and mouth mouth to the barbie so songs. let me tell you i didn't have a teddy ruxpin what i had was if you want to talk about favorite toys i guess this was a favorite toy from a long time um i had a fifel doll i didn't know there were fifel dolls so fifel had a doll just like teddy ruxpin mouth moved and it was a talking doll it just, you know, it told the story of American Tale or whatever. There are no cats in America. I wish it even sang. I don't think it even sang. I don't think it sang any oh. American Tale songs. I don't think it sang somewhere out there or any of that. I just remember it telling. It just told the story of coming to America. I remember America. it just told the story of him coming to America. And I think, you know, it might have had different tapes and books or whatever too. But we only had the one tape. Because my parents were cheap. Not cheap, but they they weren't looking for other shit like that. But nonetheless, I do remember putting other tapes in the back of my Fible doll. And it was so exciting. And the like, mouth would just move. And you're just like, look, he want. talks about everything. He seems Michael Jackson. It was the coolest thing. I agree with you. So, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't have it. I always wanted a Teddy Ruxpin, but I got a Fible doll and it was, you know, not the same. I didn't even know this existed. I think she got it from Sears one Christmas. It was, you know. Do you remember, was it the Sears catalog? It was. That used to come. JCPenney. JC Penny. that's what it was, the Christmas one. It was a one. bunch of catalogs, though. Right, but maybe JCPenney JC had a big Penny, one. That was like a big They had deal. the big one at Christmas that was. Service merchandise did, too, Literally, though. like, two or three inches thick. Yes. And you go through there, and it had, like. Regular uh, toys every and then toy. have ridiculous toys that you Everything. were never going to get. Everything. Um, I love the JCPenney catalog. That was like, I look forward to it more than my parents did. Well, of course. It was like, I'm going to dog ear these things for yeah. Santa. I, wink, uh, wink. I got musical instruments out of JCPenney catalog. I'll never forget my mom got me a soprano saxophone. I was I play saxophone in really? school. Really? Yeah. So she got me a soprano saxophone. Because they were selling like musical instruments in there, and I was like, "Oh my, look, it's super cheap, and it's soprano saxophone." And it was end up being a cheap. It was a super cheap saxophone. It was a cheap brand instrument. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't like get to use it in band or anything. But like, we literally bought so much stuff, and from JC. Were you a marching band? Yeah. It's different for black people, though. Why? Why is it different for black people? I mean, I, I, I. Because I, I almost have to like show it's you cooler. the experience. It's not nerdy. 
No, it's not nerdy. It's 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 I've just. I've seen as, I've seen the, like uh, the what's it called the bat the like big marching band. yeah drumline and then I whatever happens in Atlanta where they had oh Battle of the Bands Battle of the Bands yeah. is that what you're referencing Yeah, I'm just going to reference of that of course. Bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You participate in those kind of competitions, and it's just like when you just even in school day to day. And you're going to laugh at this because you're white and you're going to think this is just completely unreal. But like the marching band was just as respected as the football team. Like, I'll let you have that. That's as it should be. I mean, no, people would find that silly because why would a person holding an instrument hold the same regard as a. Well, later in life, if you're the front man in a band. You you are yeah. the star of whatever show you're bigger you're on. than the has been high school football player. Meanwhile, you're high selling football, insurance in your small town. I was going to say selling cars, <laughs> selling, cars selling cars or insurance. Cars. But yeah, I mean that's what ha- I mean. That's the truth. I mean, like people who were in marching band ended up, you know, becoming doing great things. You don't really hear a whole lot of great stuff about the the football players, at least in my high school. Like they don't they didn't go off and do like huge things, but like. The people in my marching band, while we were still cool, we like we, and then we also played cool music, you know, like whatever was on the radio, you know. Well, we that is that. a difference. Is that like I know that our marching band, yeah, they didn't. I think that they started to. I guess I, I shouldn't say that. Maybe when we were in high school, the band for like the halftime show would play some known. They would always play the same. This is what I always, white marching bands always played the same song in my, in my head. What is it? It's always that same. It never fails that I would hear a white band play that song. And it's like, oh, that's a shock. What's so funny about it is that um, there is still that feeling. I mean, I haven't gone to a high school football game since the day I left high school. But if you hear yeah. a marching band, even if it's like in a parade or something, like if you're at some other event, it does like take you back immediately. The nostalgia is crazy. And it's it's just so, and it puts, for me, it like puts you in kind of like a happy mood. Like, ah, yes. oh, there's such good energy with marching bands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's just immediate. Yes. That's so fun. And yes. um, so there, are, it is a shame that, in high school, or maybe just white high schools, they're ostracized because they add so much. Especially, I mean, we were horrible at football. Oh, like I don't even yeah, remember you have a bad ever team. winning a game. If you have a bad so, football like, team. You those have to games have an okay would have been band. so horrible if, if the band the hadn't band. been there. Yeah, you know what I mean. No. Um, so it's unfortunate. I played band in middle school. Oh, I did too. But then I dropped what it before I got to high school. Clarinet. Oh, you look like a clarinet. Do I? Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means, but I kept my clarinet and I would pull it out at parties. Really? After in college and then like for laughs? Oh yeah. I could only play I could only remember how to play hot cross buns on it at that point. Hot cross buns. <laughs> but ah! um, I thought I could play more than that um on certain occasions. Of course. And um I woke Chris up in the middle of the night one night. I was like standing over him in the bed playing it, and then that's creepy. He pawned it. <laughs> wait, were you guys married by then, or? Of course. Oh, okay. I was about to say, like, wait, what are y'all? What are you doing with this microphone? Of course. Clarinet? Um, uh, and then he pawned the clarinet. As he should. I don't um, know where my saxophone is. To this day, I still don't know. But I, I, I think it's in what storage. if what if I could be a clarinetist? 
clarinetter right now? I think a clarinetist is clarinetist, is that correct? Yeah. But we'll never know because he got rid of the instrument. Well, it's like riding a bike. I think if we had an instrument. I could just grab it back. Although I did take piano for four years and I can not play the piano. Four years? I know. It's really sad. I feel like I would have mastered it in four years. Well, apparently practicing is a really big part of learning things. And you did not do that. No. Although I'm adamant that if we were able to play the songs that were popular then and that we liked, that I would have. Yeah, exactly. I would have liked it more, but it was like, here's hymns. Here's hymns. And I was like, oh, this songs is the so Reverend likes. Painful. I do not want to play this. I know a lot of hymns. You gotta give familiar. kids something to like grab onto. Kid, kids need to like hymns too. I mean, you know, I've, I've I said know, this but that doesn't come alive for them. It I'm not saying, you you're know right. what I mean. At a young age, you're listening to popular music. You, you're right. If you're learning to play an instrument, you need to play something that, like, oh, this is so cool. I can actually play what I'm hearing. What was the song that everybody the radio. wanted? Well, I'm trying to think of what was the song that everybody wanted to play and know when I was in school. And I want to say it might have been Lisa Lisa, The Glamorous Life. I don't even know if you know this song. No, um, I don't think so. So Lisa Lisa was like was like Prince's girlfriend for the longest time. And so she had an uh she was a very. Uh, that sounded like. Don't you wish your girlfriend was oh, hot like, like me? Nah. She might. She probably <laughs> got it? it from Lisa okay. Lisa. But this was a huge song, "The Glamorous Life." Um, it's so funny. Again, white people versus black people. That's. I don't want to say versus. It's not versus. It's the difference between white right. people and black people. Um, like this song is a. That, that was a song of my childhood. So I remember people in band wanting to play that all. The I'm time. also. Illiterate when it comes to music, so I don't feel yeah, like you I'm said a this. fair. You don't know people. You don't yeah, know. I don't feel if like you I'm hear a the fa- song. Yeah, I'm not even representing white people well. That's true. Like I don't feel like I'm a fair That's representative. True. You just represent people who don't know shit. Yeah, like I'm your radio listener. People that don't know shit. <laughs> That's what I'm representing, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Shout um, out people that don't know shit. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I was just a radio listener. Like I'll know all the words to your song. I have no idea what your name is um, or the name of your song. Right, or the music video that went with this. So that's fair. Sorry, that's okay. There's um, people like you, I'm sure. So yeah, thank you guys again for tuning in. Shout out to everybody uh, for joining us and listening about Jonathan K. Kwan. And share the podcast around. Tell people we like hand out prizes every week or something. Yeah. What if we did? Like, we've, we've, let's let's maybe we should. Caller yeah. seventeen, calling right now for your chance to win a pair of tickets to. See John oh. the K Kwan live right. concert or Dustin Diamond. <laughs> Just tell them that we uh, do giveaways, lots and lots of giveaways. I'll get my kids to call every some week on the week, guys. We're giving away the best and coolest prizes. Yeah. So hey. tune in. Tune in. Search for us, like us, subscribe to us, and that's the only way you're eligible for. Uh, these, for these prizes. prizes. And you have to listen to every episode three times. <laughs> and then... From different locations across the globe. Exactly. And then we will take your name and put you in the drawing for the pair of tickets to see Lionel Richie 